in this entire book, in six chapters, and he's dealing with salvation. Uh, all we say by faith in Christ, work on the cross alone, all we say by works, all we say by combination of all three of those. Christ and his finished work on the cross, which the, the, the word in the sentence gives you the answer. Then there's works where we can just be a good person and follow all the um, man-made laws and rules and regulations. And, and we have to put in the mosaic law because as we read the scripture, we realize when Paul says works, he's actually <coughs> talking about trying to live for God according to the mosaic law. That's the, it's not just talking about doing good things and thinking that's pleasing God. It's specifically and primarily talking about trying to live according to, uh, to uh, the law. To, Paul, uh, uh, to Moses' law. So uh, then, of course, that last category, which we know that's not it, uh, that you would just be saved by works alone. <laughs> so that don't help. But we hear this in the phrase, the finished work of Christ on the cross. Tell us that. It is finished, he says. Amen. And that, that, that gives us comfort right there. A lot of times we don't pay attention and give credence to what Jesus said on the cross when he said telestai is the uh, Greek word that was used. And that's finished. He did it all. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for uh, us in a culture to where we were told all, all our life, get a good education so you can get a good job. Our parents told us how to wash dishes. If we washed the dishes, they was happy. If we didn't, they wasn't. We didn't clean our room. They wasn't happy to clean our room. They were happy. So we grew up on a system of works. Amen. Mm -hmm. If you did your homework and passed your grades, and you, you, you got gifts. You, you got uh, uh, rewarded is the word I'm looking for. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and of course, if we didn't do those things, we wouldn't get rewarded. So Amen. In our minds, we grew up on a work system. And this is why it's so hard for us in this society to be able to accept that God has given us a free gift of salvation without any work contingent upon ourselves. Now that's turned into key on. Hallelujah. Because you could go to a car lot, amen, and you could sit in the, uh, 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 me and my sister went to the Mercedes-Benz car lot one time, and, and they had $120,000 Mercedes-Benz. When you close the doors, you didn't close the doors all the way. You close them to about this far, and they, they close themselves. So you, some of us got that automatic trunk, you know, where you just touch it down and it, it motorizes itself closed. That's how the doors were. I mean, that thing was leveled out, $120,000. But we could sit in that car. We could walk around that car. She could even put her hands on the steering wheel and act like she was driving that car. But until they got the key, hallelujah, you could not turn that car on. And that's what salvation is. Salvation is initially turning the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you on. And that's free. There's nothing you can do to get. Hallelujah. Well, let me rephrase that. Confessing with our mouth and believing in our heart is how we get it. Amen. That's how you get the Holy Spirit turned on. It's from what I've been taught, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You believe in your heart that God did raise him from the dead on the third day. And he says, you shall be saved. And then a little further down, he says, anybody that calls on the name of the Lord, hallelujah, shall be saved. Amen. So we understand this is how we obtain salvation. And then Paul makes this weird statement. He says, well, we also have to learn how to work out our own salvation. What? Fear and, in fear and trembling. Amen. And he's definitely not encouraging us that we would be scared of God. 
uh, if, 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 if it is a shuddering type of fear, he's talking about God's wrath. Now, you should be a little worried that you may fall under God's wrath in the end. But that word he used in that specific sentence means that we should reverence God. Amen. That Amen. God is holy. Hallelujah. Amen. And he's an awesome and a mighty and a powerful God. I want to say this real, real quick. Every time an angel presented himself to a human being, uh, a vast majority of the time when we see angels and human beings having contact, the first thing the angel has to say is what? Fear not. That's right. Amen. So God is so awesome and so holy is why Paul used that term. Uh, but we want to be able to have a relationship with God through love. Amen. I don't even want to have a relationship with God because I'm scared to go to hell. That's the only reason I'm serving God because I'm scared to go uh, to outer darkness where there is what? Gnashing, <laughs> weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. That, 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 that's a good thing that you don't want to go there, but that shouldn't be our primary motivation to uh, be Christians. Amen? Amen. Amen. So as we begin to look at chapter 6 this evening, uh, let's start right at verse 1. Amen. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, the NLT. Amen. The Bible says, Dear brothers and sisters, if any other believer, come on, let's make sure we catch that word now. If any other what? Believer. Believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly, or in other words, you who are also a believer, well, believer in what? Believer in Christ. Christ. Amen. Shall gently and humbly Don't help that person back, back onto the right path. Amen? Amen. Now, this gives us a little bit of an indication what happened when Ham saw his daddy naked. Hmm. Well, Ham didn't restore his daddy gently and humbly. The Bible, the, the notes tell yeah. us that he went blabbermouthing about his daddy being there drunk, passed out naked. But the older boys, Yaphat and Shem, the Bible says that they took the blanket and backed up and covered so they wouldn't even see it. So one of, a lot of the commentaries, not all of them, but a lot of the commentaries use that uh, as the reason that Noah uh, cursed I still don't understand why Canaan and not Ham since Ham saw him naked. Uh, of course, the commentaries also said if he would have cursed Ham, that meant the whole bloodline would have been cursed, so he just cursed one of the kids. And I get all this from commentary. It's nothing that I'm coming up with on my own. I'm just reading historical documents. So we see here that when he says this, is we have to be able to gently restore people. Amen? Amen. Come on. We have to gently and humbly restore people. Amen. Help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Come on now. Amen. <laughs> While we judging and criticizing, sometimes <laughs> we doing the same thing. Watch this. Or even yeah. worse. That was the favorite scripture. Huh? What else was the favorite scripture? About that long eye, that yeah. slinking eye. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 We can't see. We, we, we can see what other people do, but we can't see what we do. Now watch this. In the sanctuary, how many of you can admit that sometimes we get like that? Amen. We get critical and harsh on people. Amen. And, and, and we got, now watch this. Remember now, I taught a class about our biological problem. That was the name of the class. What's our biological problem? We want to and see that our eyes look out. out. Yeah. That's right. Our eyes look out. If we spend more time looking at ourselves, we may be able to see some of the things wrong with us. But we spend too much time looking. Would we, 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 we adopt it from Frazier? Get out, Get out the window. 
Get in the mirror. Get in the mirror. We're spending too much time in the window looking out at everybody else instead of getting in the mirror looking at ourselves. Amen? So he says in verse 2, share each other's burden and in the same way, I'm sorry, in the same way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help somebody, you are only fooling yourself. Look at what he said. You're not that important. Now, remember, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, which, which, which reads how we talk in America. Amen. Uh, verse 4. Pay careful attention to your what? Own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need, and I'll add this, have time to compare yourself to anyone else. Verse 5, he says, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Amen. Now, did you catch that? Look at what he says in verse 2. Share each other's burden. In the same way, obey the law of Christ. Now look at verse 5. For each person is respons responsible for his own conduct. Mm -hmm. See, especially if you're reading it out of the King James, verse 2 and verse 5 say burden. We should carry each other's burden. Then in verse 5 it says, carry your own burden. Well, what he's really saying is we have to learn how to have compassion uh, on people when they fall. Amen. Uh, and I'm not talking about tripping falling. I'm talking about falling from grace. Right. Not God's grace, but ours. How we put people up on pedestals. Mm -hmm. And then when something happened in their life and they down, you know the old saying, what? Never kick a man. Why he down? When he down. Yeah. We should be willing to pick somebody up. I love what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes. He said, if you by yourself, if, if, if you fall, who going to help you up? He says it's best if we have. That's why Jesus sent the apostles out by two. Jesus ain't never sent nobody nowhere by themselves. And then uh, Solomon says it's good to have two because at least in one fall he got somebody to help him up. But he said what? What's better? A three-strand cord is even what? Strong. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Mama, Daddy, Mama. I ain't doing that. So verse 6. Well, let me, let me finish verse 5 to make sure we understand. For we are responsible for our own conduct. Each and every one of us is going to have to go before God on our own. You're not going to be able to turn around and blame it on so-and-so and say, well, if they would have done this, then I wouldn't have done that. Amen. You know, certain things I say, I like to put my glasses on so I can see your face. Now listen, the next time you have an argument with your spouse or somebody, and the conversation is on what you did wrong, <laughs> don't come back with what they did wrong. Not that it's not true. That's just not the conversation right now. We ain't talking about the other person. We're talking about you. Amen. But to deflect and to redirect, whenever we get into a hot spot, we like to start pointing out with somebody else. It just happened last night. I was My mind was boggled. I'm trying to instruct somebody on something, and they started talking about what all these other people are doing. I mean, in this conversation, what they're doing might be true. But in this conversation, we ain't talking about them. We talking about you. Hallelujah. 
So try, try your best. And, and right now, that's something we're going to have to work on because it's such it, it, it's so embedded in us to do that. You're really going to be have to be cognizant of, of what you're doing. That every time somebody tries to give you corrective criticism or something, the first thing you do is start saying what everybody else is doing or what that person doing. So let's try to resist that urge. Amen. 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 I know it's hot out there. I know it's been a long day. Amen. Verse 6, he says, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Now, mm -hmm. this word provide for your teacher, it, it initially gives you the implication that he's only talking about monetary things or rewards. But I like that he put that last part, sharing all good things with them. Amen? Hey, Your man. teacher, uh, the person that feeds you, the Bible says in another part, Paul says you shouldn't love Hallelujah. So let's, let's, let, let me make sure, matter of fact, let me put this on the King James to make sure this ain't even the same thing I'm talking about. Because sometimes when you're reading it in the other verses, burden. The new King James. Amen. To him, teaches in all good things. Okay, so so we got another example of that. I just wanted to make sure in a different version I wasn't using the same verse. Remember that other uh, uh, verse where Paul said, Don't muzzle the ox as he treads the corn? See, what he's really saying is, you make sure you're feeding your teacher, at, 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 your, your ministers as they're working in the field. You make sure you take care of them. Amen. Now, watch this, watch this. Amen. I like giving what I remember a few weeks ago I said I got to get better. We all got to get better at giving credit where credit is due. And not just be the kind of leader who open up your mouth when things are going wrong. Let people know when they're doing good. Give yourselves a hand clap real quick. Hey man, it's okay. Give yourself a hand clap real quick. You know why? Because y'all take care of the teacher real good. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is one thing right here. This is some instructions that we follow in from home. Now, this is what I say about Sabbath rest. We ain't got many members, but the, the few members we got, they all pay tithes. <laughs> Amen. 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 Look, they got some big churches. They got a lot of people, but they only got a few tithes there. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I, I'm not going to lie. I would really rather have it this way. You might have a few people, but I ain't going to say 100% paying tithes. Amen. Mm -hmm. But even out of the ones that's not paying tithes, they still get it. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Remember what I said now. You got to give credit where credit due. If somebody come here smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, and then a year or two later they down to two packs, I'm going to clap my hand. It's working. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We want people to change at the drop of a dime. Amen. They call that whiplash. <laughs> Amen. Hey, Amen. Pastor, I was, uh, when I, when I read this, I thought about how um, 
as a pastor, it's not too many. You remember we was having a conversation a couple of months ago and uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And you probably sleep good at night knowing that your, your members are mature because you got a lot of pastors that probably can't sleep at night because they, 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 right, he worried about his flock. So I think for the core members, we kind of pass that stage of, That's right. you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So as a, as a teacher, and you look at who've, uh, like I say, you, uh, Deacon Craig and Elder, that y'all my y'all my spiritual teachers. Mm -hmm. So you when when you when you made the when you said, nevertheless, the one who receives instruction is word should share all good things with their instructor. Mm -hmm. So we should be telling our our teacher about all the good things of how God has done in our life, Amen. how we led somebody else to Christ. And, and that's why I said at the beginning, it's not just monetary. We do a good job monetarily. Amen. Now, uh, there's a few there's a few of us that's very good at testimony time. You know, anytime you open the door for testimony, I know 100% Cindy gonna stand up. She's gonna give a testimony. Yeah. Lisa always says, "Well, I'm not gonna let this opportunity pass." Right. That's right. Right. And that's what right. that is. Testimony time right. is letting the minister know. That it's working, Pastor. We out in the world and people really live. What, what the disciples did when Jesus sent them out and they came back? They started talking about, man, right, look yeah, at what we did. Yeah, 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 Although yeah. he had to kind of calm them yeah. down and say, yeah, we yeah. good y'all did all that. Yeah. But you really need to be glorified because your name is written in the book. Right. Amen. But they came back with good reports. Well, that made the apostles feel good. That made Yeshua even feel good because he understood that it's working. I mean, that would preach right now, huh? Amen. Amen. It's working. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Quote in First Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of a double honor, especially those who labor in word and doctrine. Mm -hmm. For the scripture says, you should not muzzle an eye while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. And that comes from Deuteronomy chapter 25. And, you know, in, in, in that same mindset, we have to understand that, uh, honestly, the admonishment for those of us that are ministers, those of us that are shepherds over the flock, we really, in, in the Bible, we really kind of encourage not to have another job. Paul said, it's not good for me to be waiting tables. Amen. Amen. Because if, if we're doing good, the church should take care of it. Amen. Now, I know people don't like that type of teaching in 2021, Amen. but I know it's not y'all because y'all do a good job. We already acknowledge that. So I'm just teaching right now. I'm not really trying to shoot no shot. Hallelujah. Amen. But the fact is, is when you look at what, how scripture is built up, watch this. We can go way back to the Old Testament. Did Aaron have a job? Mm. Aaron was a Levite. He was a priest. And everybody in that Levite bloodline, they was priests. And in in, in, in what the people do is they store up so that the priests would be taken care of. Amen? Amen. And that's what we're doing. We're doing a real good job of that. And I don't watch this. Not only am I taking well care of, y'all give enough uh, uh, money. I, I'll go ahead and just use that word. I didn't want to. But y'all give enough money where we can go out into the community 
And uh, we've been going out in the community since this church opened. Amen. And we've never charged nobody for nothing. Amen. We've given away clothes, food all the time. Bring the barbecue pit out and cook. You know, we, we, we've never asked nobody uh, to, to pay for anything. Amen. I asked one of my homeboys, I asked one of my homeboys, uh, I say, man, that's a good class. You mind sharing those notes with me? He say, man, freely I receive, freely I give. Amen. 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 So we shouldn't be charging each other. Hallelujah. Amen. So in verse 7, he says, don't be misled. Hallelujah. You cannot mock the justice of God. Amen. You will always harvest what you plant. We call it like this. You gonna reap what you sow. Now listen, when we become saved, God don't wipe that away. That's why he says, uh, it, uh, attached to that what, third commandment or the second commandment? He says, I'm a jealous God. I'm gonna visit your iniquity as well. To the third and fourth generation. That's right. So when we do things wrong, we are saved, but there is a reaping period. There's heart, how you say that? There's seed, time, harvest, time. In other words, what, what, what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, there's a time to reap, plant, plant, and there's a time to what? Harvest. That's right. That's right. Amen. And you know, we talk about this one all the time. We talk about this all the time. It is really kind of scary to sit around and contemplate what's going on in your children's life because of what you need. It's really a scary thought. And only those of us that's trying to be mature in Christ would even acknowledge that. Because your children go and do stuff, you sit there looking at them, talking about them, you know I taught you better than that, and you shouldn't be doing that, blah, 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 blah. Well, sometimes they're going through stuff, not because of themselves, they're going through stuff because of you. Or, or watch this, remember now, he said the third and fourth generation. So sometimes you go, they're going through stuff, not even what we did, but what we Come on, remind you, remind you of the man live, right? Amen. 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 So we don't want to have to see our children go through that. Yes, ma'am. That one is, um, it is scary considering how scattered our families are and how much of our families, like we could be actually reaping something that our grandfather knew that he sold. And if he were alive and walked in here, our families are so fragmented. You show right mm -hmm. that we don't even really know who our real people are. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. So he says in verse eight, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life <coughs> Verse 9, he says, so let's not get tired of doing good from doing what we do. <coughs> now, I'm sure this is the one way you say, don't become weary and well-doing. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. At just the right time, we will we'll reap a harvest of blessing. of blessing if we what? Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't mm -hmm. give up, y'all. Amen. Don't give up. Don't give up. Listen, it's a hard thing to do. <coughs> Uh, I would love to challenge a historian to see if this is actually uh, 
in American history I'm talking about, in American history, if this may be one of the worst times ever in American history. Now, if you talk about the Depression, once again, you're only talking about money, so I'm not talking about the Great Depression. Because once the money and jobs came back, everything was okay. Yeah. Right now, the money and jobs is our main problem. So you, 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 watch this. This is what the, the, the Democrats trying to do right now. They're trying to throw money at all. You know they got another check coming up. Now, how many of y'all here talking about Whippy? Like Whippy, they got another check coming. Oh, I didn't read the qualifications on who going to get it. That's what people that was on unemployment, they might have been taxed. It's something, it had something to do with taxes. Nevertheless, they got another the government still trying to give away money. That's the point I'm trying to make. Well, my understanding is child tax credit. So that too. That's, that's two That's two different things. They got that child tax credit coming in. It got something to do with what Deep just said. But nevertheless, the point that I'm making is, is that they think that they throw more money at a problem, the problem won't go away. You can throw all the money you want at a bad heart. It's not gonna change it, it's gonna make it worse. Because what we've gotten accustomed to in this country is our wealth. Poor people rich in this country compared to poor people in other countries. You, 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 I ain't gonna point or say nothing, but y'all know what I'm talking about. You living down there, but you got a cell phone. <laughs> what the? You know what I'm saying, you on a bike. You ain't got no car, you ain't got no job, you ain't got you on a bike, you got a cell phone. Which we probably paid for, probably one of them free, one of them free things. But we can see that the government feels like if we just throw money out there, because the only thing they, the reason that they think money gonna solve it, because what's the only thing they really worry about? The eat, the economy. They don't really care about our life. They don't really care about us. If you really care, you wouldn't pass a gun law like that in this type of society. The purge is in effect. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So he says, uh, verse 10, he says, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good, what? To everyone, especially. Amen. Amen. We Fair. gotta be good to each other. We are in the family of God. Now, we just talked about the family being fragmented. But we was talking about people that we don't even know. But how many relatives we got that we know, we still fragmented. Can't get along. No, won't get along. Not can't. You can't. That's why. Because every time somebody's come <laughs> over, you know, well, I can't be that. Look at how they did that. Well, after a while, folks gonna stop coming around. Let me tell you something. Family. I mean, we got all our reasons, and I'm not even trying here to discuss the reasons. The point I'm making, and let's just stick to the point. The family is fragmented, and I'm talking about the ones we know. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go to this great great grandfather who we never seen before who ran off. Let's talk about those that we know. We just. We just fragmented. I believe 
do come together. So, so you know, I get hurt. You know, so um, it, 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 it is. It, it's sad, but what, what baffles me is how can everybody else say something is evil and you say it's good and you think you you think you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Um, the families are fragmented, and I, I challenge myself and other people to ask, what part did I play? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what did I do to make that person distant? From mm-hmm. me? Amen. What did I do? Amen. You know, and but, but we so egotistical, mm-hmm. we don't want to fathom that we could have done something mm-hmm. that would push somebody away. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I challenge myself, you know, from work, church, and everywhere, because something was telling me yesterday that bothered me. It really, really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because we say stuff, and you don't even realize that you just hurt somebody deeply, and nobody wants, nobody don't want to. You know, so um, we've got to get better at this thing that we call love. <laughs> Amen. That's preach right there. This <laughs> thing that we call love. You show right. Uh-huh. Amen. So especially though, those of us that are in the household or the family of faith. Amen. Now, you know, uh, this is, we really can't help it. Let me, let, 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 let's, let's make sure we stay scriptural because I heard what you said. Uh, let's make sure we stay scriptural. And Yeshua, now remember, Yeshua held all three offices. He was priest, prophet, and king. He held all three. And king. That's the one I was looking for. Priest, prophet, and king. He, he's, he's all of that. Well, in his prophetic role, did he not say that in the last days, uh, your enemies going to be those in your own home? Amen. He say mother against daughter, daughter against mother, father against son, son. So really, we almost can't help it because if Yeshua said it, it's going to happen. Amen. But I'll, I'll go back with what you said is knowing that prophecy, we got to be big and better to say, hold up now. Yeshua prophesied that this was going to happen, but he challenged me to love. Amen. 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 Now watch this. My two words. How many of y'all know what my two words are for love? Come on, what is an F word? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And what's the other one? It's a Y. They got a sign out there on the street. Just yield. Like, and yield. That's how you know if you, if you want to challenge yourself to see if you're really loving somebody, when they do you something, forgive them. Which means total restoration. And you're going to have to take yourself out of Take yourself. Because that's the number one, like uh, Sister Lisa was saying, what's the, num- what's the uh, number one? Reason, uh, the S word, the selfishness. Right, that's right. That's the, it's the, the, the selfishness. Yeah, it's the selfishness. That's right. That's and right. when we hurt people, it's because we want stuff right. our way, yeah. and it's being selfish. <laughs> now you should prophesy that. Amen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. But that don't mean we gotta
you still have to know. You have to know what you know, what you know. You and we still, we, 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 we really should. We should respect one another. And when you're saying things to people, just like just like we just read just further up here, you know, gently and humbly. Right. Right. You know, so if you come to somebody crazy, they didn't get the gift. They didn't get to the gift because they're still stuck on all tape on that. So we, we, we do. We got, we got to be careful how we present things to people. And, and wait for the Holy Spirit to give you the unction to present. Yeah, but sometimes we present it on our own It's on no, it's not. It's in the it's on. Uh-huh. So he's making an emphasis. Now, remember, uh, we talked, I, 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 I think it was in chapter one where Paul made a reference to his thought in the flesh. Now, the reason I bring this up is because there's some confusion about Paul's thought in the flesh. And some people try to equate it with the sin that he had. But that wasn't it. Paul had a physical modality. But, uh, 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 you know, Paul had went through a lot. And it obviously, he took the pen from the scribe. The notes used this other big word. I looked it up, but it basically means a scribe. Uh, and he's saying to us, he's going to Now, this is one thing we have to understand about Paul. Don't ever forget who he was previously. <laughs> Saul of Tarsus, which just means that's the city he was from. But Saul of Tarsus, uh, in, in what? Uh, where, 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 where he give us his pedigree at? Uh, I'm a Gentile, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrew, not a Gentile. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrew, a Pharisee of Pharisee, pertaining to the law. Uh, come on, that's something chapter 3. Now, come on, y'all know what that said. Rome? Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. See, Paul gives us, Paul, Paul saying, listen, y'all don't know who I used to be. Y'all know how we tell people that sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> don't know me, child. You don't know how to do that. You don't know me. Come on. Philippians 3. Uh, Philippians 3. Let's start at verse. Let's start at verse 5. Let's start at verse 5. Look at what he says. Philippians 3 and 5. Everybody ready? Mm -hmm. He says, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. What is he saying right there? I'm a real what? I'm a real Jew. Because that was the law. You circumcise you. You don't circumcise. Not when it's convenient. Not when your doctor don't call. Hallelujah. You can circumcise them baby boys on the eighth day. Amen. I am pure-blooded citizen of Israel, a member of the tribe. See, he's giving us his pedigree. A real Hebrew, if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisee who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly, perse that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without a fault. 
I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting all things as garbage, so that I could again, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteousness through faith in Jesus. Amen. You see, Paul gave us, he said, listen, you can't beat me when it comes to what I was when I was back. Y'all know me when I was back in the day. Hallelujah. You know what I do with somebody. <laughs> but Paul said, you know what? I had to put all that aside. Because when I really realized what Christ did for me, all that stuff didn't even matter. Amen. I can see, I can kind of see Paul. Uh, you know, Paul studied under the feet of Gamaliel, Gamaliel, who was one of the uh, best teachers, uh, Hebrew teachers of that time. Uh, and I could see Paul going in his office, taking all his certificates off the wall when he met Jesus. I could see that. I could see Paul taking off his pharisaical robe. So this stuff don't mean nothing. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, ooh, look at verse 12. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised, they only want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. Let me tell you something. Now, I'm not going to call them names, but y'all know my homeboys. Boy, they all up on that grace thing. But when they get in hot water, they start pointing out what people be doing. You just preach 30 minutes on grace. Mm -hmm. But then you get out of the pulpit and start talking about real people in your life and start pointing out all the wrong they're doing. Well, hold up, Doc. You just said everybody's saved by grace. So which one is it, bro? Is it that something we just say behind the pulpit? Or do you really mean it? <laughs> See, in other words, we got to go back two, three weeks ago when I preached, leaving people alone. Leaving people alone. You ain't got no room to be talking about nobody to be crazy. I know I don't. Let me, let me stop talking about y'all, because I don't know y'all, but I talk about myself. I ain't got no room to be talking about nobody and criticizing nobody. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm working on my own salvation and being yeah, true. Because sometimes I can say some stuff and do some stuff and go to some places. I'm like, oh, Lord, I got caught up in this after the fact. <laughs> Something. We we the whole army in Israel and we, we can't do 
nothing with it. He said, man, don't you know how to kill the bad hand alive with my bad hand? <laughs> See what I'm saying? In other words, he started telling them what? Y'all know what I done been through. I, watch this. I like this new one everybody says now. I don't look like what I done been through. Amen. 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 God has made us to be able to stand tall. Hallelujah. Against the fiercest of enemies. But one thing I learned, how many of y'all remember that old story where the enemy was coming up and boy, you thought the enemy took off and ran because of you. But it was God standing, it was God standing behind you. Hallelujah. You didn't know your big brother had showed up on the scene okay. and standing behind you. You think they took off because of you. But how many of you know that it's God in our lives? He said, I'll make your enemies flee. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So he says, uh, they forcing you to be, because they don't, they, they don't want to just preach and understand. Now listen, let's be honest and tell the truth about something. Now, I wasn't born seven day Adventist. But when I got married, that's what my wife was. And uh, when somebody showed me the word one time in the Bible Sabbath, I was convinced. Pastor ain't had to do no long drawing out teaching on me with the Sabbath. The word was in the Bible. It's what Yeshua did. So I didn't need a long drawn out and convincing. So when Pastor was dealing, uh, and, and when we joined the Seventh Day Adventist Church, one thing we did notice was as we would go around, because our pastor, Pastor Smith, he really wasn't like that. But as we would go around and visit other Seventh Day Adventist churches, they wasn't nothing but a what? Bunch of law keepers. They was more, huh? That's what the law makes you do, though. See, when you when you when you try to be a law keeper, it's gonna make you critical of us. Because once again, you try to hold yourself up on all the things you're doing outwardly, but inwardly, what Jesus told him, you ain't nothing but a bunch of whitewashed sepulchers. In other words, what he told him, y'all ain't nothing but some empty graves, some empty caskets, some empty tombs. You just empty on the inside. And oh yeah. Don't we know some folk like that? Come on, have nice, big strapping and fine and got muscles and good suit on, hallelujah. Come to church, you got a pair shoes and a hat to go with every suit. <laughs> hallelujah and amen. But boy, catch them on the street after church. Hallelujah. Now watch this now, watch this. Let me caution us about something. I don't hide who I am from nobody. Now we just pre we just talked. What I, did I preach about it Saturday? Mm -hmm. About stumbling blocks. Mm -hmm. Don't let your mm -hmm. liberty be a stumbling block for somebody. Mm -hmm. Cause you're right. They got some stuff that we feel our relationship with Christ is ironclad. Cause watch this. James put it this way. James was Jesus' brother. Amen. Yeah. And he said that if you call yourself a lawkeeper, you got to keep all the law. He said, for a man to know to do right and not to do it, you got to read the sentence. It says to him that sin. So if you come from, and I'll use the Seventh-day Adventist church again, and if you come from this place to where uh, pork, or even just a Jew, if you come from this place where pork is just, just this thing that you never touch, you never eat, and then here come this free Christian into your house, and they got they they stopped out there to the crackling king and got some skin some pig skins and come to your house. 
Okay, let's go to the old girl on 7th Street and hug it up. Amen. Amen. So, this person, but no, you are free to eat them because you don't even think, you don't think pork go mess up your relationship with Christ. But don't bring them pork skins into that man's house or that woman's house. Amen. You're going to make them fall and stumble. So I, I I live like that too. I really do. I'm not dissing what you said because I try to live as open book too. And the reason I do it is I take the devil's weapon away. And you encourage others. You know, because people see who we are today. Right, right. And they may feel like they're less than or that's not attainable or whatever. But I need you to know who I was and where I came from. I wasn't always in this position. And too many times, when people say to get where you come from, too many times, we only want people to see the good. So we, that, leave, we leave them thinking we are. Yeah, that, yeah. that mask. Yeah. And I, I love what Cynthia, Cynthia, she brought out of our MST, she was like, no mask. Right. Mask off. Right. In other words, stop all that faking and jaking. Right. Let people know. So, you know, because come on, you say it all the time. In this world we live in the United States, mm -hmm. we people say they vote. And a lot of times we get so caught up thinking that we can't, that we never get anything. You know, you, you think, well, it might work for them, but it won't work for me. No, baby, let me tell you why I know it will. Mm -hmm. Because I was where you were. That's right. You know, so and I think it's more of an encouragement for me. Mm -hmm. Don't look at the finished product that's still being worked on. Mm -hmm. I want to really know who I was mm -hmm. and who I am now. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I, I don't have no secrets in my life, not even in my job. And most of them be like, I just can't believe you. Yeah. Mm. Baby, look. <laughs> you know why I like to say that? Because I ain't gonna wait for somebody to come to my job and be like, oh, I remember you. Right. Boo. <laughs> How well, you doing? That's the reason I beat you. Yeah. Because I'm taking away the devil's weapon. Amen. Because I understand. You know, if, if, if word get on the street, you know, Pastor Chad, exactly. you know, I saw Pastor Chad, you know, well, you come to my numbers and say that, they already know, they don't know if you lying or not, because y'all know what I do and what I don't do. Exactly. Amen. And, and you know, I hold off. And vice versa. Huh? And vice versa. That's right. That's yeah, right. vice versa. So, when I try to live my life that way, not to be a stumbling block to people, but to just take away the devil's tool. Amen. Yeah, because all he watched this. All secrecy does is give the devil a weapon to use against you. Amen. All right. So uh, where we at? Uh, 13 or finish 12? Do good to others. Watch this. They don't hurt that Christ is unsaved. Amen. 13. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law. Uh, see, why you just why you pulling up on one point? Now, this is something I don't want to talk about it too long. But you know what? They, I know two people who love, as soon as you meet them, I'm talking about in the first five minutes, they're going to let you know they don't drink and smoke. Mm. Well, you, you're just talking about one or two things. Because y'all know my thing. Okay. You didn't stop lying. You still cussing. Okay, you can stop lying and cussing. You still a thief. Okay, let's say you stop lying, cussing, and stealing. You still a homemonger. Okay, let's say you stop lying, cussing, stealing, and chasing women, or men. So in other words, what I'm saying is, it's always something inside of us. Until we die, God is going to be working on us. 
I don't think no human, long as we're in this flesh, will ever reach 100% perfection. Even if it's those things that's only in our minds and in our hearts. Because trust me, we can think a whole lot of devious things that we may never do. But you think of them and you got them in your heart. And you can tell when it's in your heart because you can see it, how you treat people. Oh, watch this. Or how you allow people to treat you. Mm. You know that's what low self-esteem does. It ain't so much how you treat people. When you got low self-esteem, the problem is how you let people treat you. I'm going to move on. Amen. They only want to be circumcised so they can boast about it and see and claim that they they the disciples. Verse 14. He said, as for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. Amen. Verse 16, he says, May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. Now, they got a whole discussion going on. When he used this term down here, uh, verse 16, James in the New King James, he says, I'm going to read it in the New King James, verse 16. And as many as walk according to this rule, of course he's talking about the things that he gave above, peace and mercy be to them and upon the Israel of God. Now they got a whole debate going on about who's the Israel of God. Mm -hmm. Now watch this, let me show you, let me show you how smart Severus is. See, we've been teaching and learning here. Mm -hmm. What makes you the true Israel of God? Not good. Yes, yes. Say it loud. Come on, give me a B word before that. Believe in it. Oh. The blood of Jesus. That's what makes you the true Israel. You never have to fly to Jerusalem to be true Israel. Your mom and daddy ain't got to be Jewish for you to be true Israel. Amen. Amen. You don't have to have a real blood Jew in your family. But when you say yes to Jesus, when you, he says, watch this, how he said that first? Those who walk according to this rule. What rule? The rules that Yeshua set? The standard that he set? Amen. Walk according to that. Once again, I'm going to reiterate. When it comes down to being a Christian, root word in that is Christ. Read the Gospels primarily. See what Christ did, see how he treated people, see how he loved the Lord and understood everything was about the Father, and then you mimic that behavior. Amen. Amen? Paul said, be imitators one of another. <laughs> be imitators one of another. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, then, we're uh, 15. It doesn't matter what we did. All right, 16. May the peace and grace be upon those who live by this principle and those who are the new Israel, are the new people of God. Verse 17. From now on, don't let nobody, come on, everybody say nobody. Nobody. Trouble me with these things. For I bear on my own body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. Amen. It is the benediction. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, be with you in spirit. 
And the church said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now, as we went through Galatians, uh, what I want to do uh, before I get here next week, I want us to get together again like we did with all our notes, and let's see what's the next book. Because that's what we're going. Because remember, I told you, the reason we're doing Paul's letters is because we want to look at his maturity from the first letter he wrote. And we looked, we, we looked by commentaries the date. And this was the earliest dated book that Paul wrote in 49 or 50 AD. Now, what we want to do is come up with the next one, which I think. First Thessalonians uh, and Second Thessalonians. Which, what's the date on those? 50 what? 51 to 51 to 52. So we're going to be doing First and Second Thessalonians next. And that's the reason why, because what we're going to show is Paul's maturity through his letters. Amen? Amen. Now, of course, I'm not going to do all of Paul's letters. That would take too much time. But we're going to do a significant amount of them. And once we, once we get his main early letters idea, I'm going to switch to the later letters. Amen? Amen. And that way we can really come to grips with what the apostle was trying to teach us. Because what the apostle was trying to teach us is still applicable uh, to the church today. I know we don't believe that today. I know a lot of churches don't want to hear that. But what the Bible says is still applicable or it still applies in the church today. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when, 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 uh, when the Reformation came, you got to keep in mind why the Reformation came. They didn't just reform the way the church was established for no reason at all. There was a reason that the Reformation came about. And if you want to do some reading this week during your time, read about the Reformation. Reformation. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go ahead and stand and pray. If there's nothing else. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Father, it is in the wonderful name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ the Messiah, your only begotten son, that you sent into this world, God, in the flesh, so that human beings can see that it is possible to live for you. But God, although through that life of Jesus, was ushered in this dispensation of grace, allowing us still to be your people, even when we fall short, even when we miss the mark, when we homotea, when we... Uh, what we've defined in this country as sin. God, through Jesus, through that spilled blood on Calvary, we can still claim to be your children. And we thank you for that uh, propitiation for our sins. We thank you that he's the substitute for our wrongness, God. We thank you, God, that he stands in our stead, God. We thank you that he's sitting at the right hand of you right now making intercession for us, God, because we claim the righteousness that is in your son, Jesus. Amen. We thank you for these letters of Paul that we've uh, been studying. And God, we ask that you would open our hearts and our minds more, that we would be, uh, uh, that we would learn to love you more, and in turn loving you more, you would allow the Holy Spirit to lead us to love ourselves and love others, God. Because that's what you're waiting for. You're waiting for those of us that's called by your name to be one, to come into unity of the fellowship. So, God, we thank you, we love you, we trust you, we honor you, we magnify you. And as we leave this place, but never from your presence, God, we ask that you would walk with us as we go. And it is in the wonderful, everlasting name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, we pray. Come on, let church say amen. 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 amen.